Hey besties, welcome back to Club Booked. Yes, it's me, Kayleen. Remember me? I know I left you for a couple weeks and didn't say anything. I'm the literal worst at like advertising this and marketing this. So I'm sure only like two people even listen to this and that's fine. But I just wanted to give an update. The holidays are crazy, okay? I might miss a week here and there. It is what it is. I have a couple of, uh, not a couple, maybe really just one episode that I wanted to do, I wanted to put out this week. It's kind of like a deep dive commentary because I definitely want to get more into those. But because I've been so busy, I didn't have time to like research deep dive as much as I wanted to so just a little what cliff not cliffhanger a little easter egg not even easter egg oh uh, I'll leave you with that there you go (laughs) so this week instead I thought it would be fun to do another little tag episode Maybe a little bit on the shorter end, may not be, whatever, it's fine. Destiny Sidwell made a video on this end of the year book tag, so obviously I had to make a podcast on it because yes, we are almost in 2024, which is insane. It feels like the shortest year and the longest year. I feel like every year feels like that. This was my second year, I think, that I've really been like huge back into reading. 2022 is when I started my bookstagram and just went all in it. And I think it's really interesting and fun to kind of look back and from 2022 to now and even just the start of 2023. Take a shot every time I say... 2020-something. But yeah, it's fun to look back. So I took some of the questions from Destiny's video and I picked not necessarily my favorite ones, but just ones that I thought I would have good answers to. So let's start off strong with the most disappointing read of the year which for me was kind of a tie with The Club by Ellery Lloyd and When the Moon Was Ours by Anna Marie McLemore. The Club wasn't terrible. It's like a thriller mystery and I definitely should have had the synopsis in front of me. I'm realizing now because I am definitely one of those people that sometimes forgets everything I've read about a book and it's been months since I read this book so I definitely forgot about it which tracks if it was a disappointing read for me but it was one of those that just didn't like it didn't hit as far as the mystery part of it I have to be taken on a ride with mysteries and thrillers and this one just missed the mark When the Moon Was Ours, I think I talked about on here. I did the audiobook. It was for a book club. And I honestly, like the story overall was interesting. 
but the way it was executed and the writing, I feel like the author definitely told instead of showed. It was just beyond, like the descriptions were just beyond necessary and it really took away from the story. So those were my most disappointing reads of the year. A book that was overhyped. I don't necessarily know. I don't read a lot of overhyped books, I feel. No, that's a lie. I do. But (laughs) I don't always think that they're overhyped, maybe until later. But one that I did think kind of, again, missed the mark and was overhyped was Meet Me at the Lake by Carly Fortune. And you know, it's it's really, it's times like these that I remember that my rating system is insane and kind of non-existent because I gave it four stars. And I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but I don't think it was four stars worthy. This is the author that wrote Every Summer After, which was one of my favorite reads of last year. And so I think everybody just hyped hyped up this book because everyone loved Every Summer After. It was, if you haven't read that book, please read it. But everyone was hyping up Meet Me at the Lake and we all thought it was going to be so good. And maybe it's because my expectations were so high because of her last book. But so maybe that's on me. But I definitely... It was it was overhyped. It was. And I I say it's overhyped, but then I'm like, I question it. Is it overhyped? Because I feel like a lot of people will agree with that sentiment. I've seen a lot of mixed reviews on it, but it definitely was overhyped for me. A favorite book couple or couples of the year. Obviously, I have to go with Miss Emily Henry's Beautiful Brain. Harriet and Wynne, their dynamic and happy place was just so good, so beautiful, so heartbreaking. I loved them. And also, okay, one, I have to say, I feel like every book couple is my favorite book couple (laughs) because I just get so, with romances, if it's a good romance, I just, I just eat it up. And the characters always, they always become a favorite in their own way. So I say that to say right now, well, first I say that to say I I can't pick favorite favorites. But also right now I am reading Betting on You, Lynn Painter's new book. It's a YA, but it is so cute. It's it's giving better than the movies vibes and I am obsessed with Bailey and Charlie. I haven't finished the book yet so who knows what's gonna happen but I feel like they're they're gonna be up there on my list. A book that surprised me I guess this could kind of go a couple different ways but I picked the good kind of surprise I have a few that are mostly thrillers, but I would have to say the most recent and the one that is on my mind the most would probably have to be the only one left. I was by Riley Sager. I was a little nervous 
with that one because I had heard some mixed reviews when it first came out and I wasn't sure going into it, but it surprised me by how much I loved it. I will say one of the twists towards the end, it was kind of a, okay, now you're just doing a twist to have a twist, but it still surprised me and that's all I need. A new favorite author that I discovered in 2023 is, I have a few, Lisa Jewell wrote one of my favorite reads of the year, which is none of this is true. And now she has me wanting to go into her entire backlog, okay? Because I'm obsessed. I don't even know what all her books are. I need to look into it more. But her writing, that's a book that surprised me. That I need to add that to the list because holy shit, my mind, I can't. And another one is, I'm, I'm going to give you whiplash because it's going to go from thriller to cute, sappy Christmas reads. I just discovered Katherine Walsh. Her uh, books are on Kindle Unlimited. And how cute, tell me why her two Christmas rom-coms, Holiday Romance and then Snowden. Tell me why they're the cutest, just little, cozy, happy reads. Her writing reminds me of Emily Henry. Like, the banter is very Emily Henry worthy. And I want to read all of her books now. The happiest read of the year. I mean, obviously, I guess we're going to have to go with the literal sense, Happy Place even though it's not actually happy most of the time, like I literally had to take multiple breaks whilst I was reading it and just like take a breath, breathe and cry. There were, there were tear stains on my Kindle. So it's not happy in that sense, but the vibe of it, like the friendships that they all have with each other and them staying at the beach house. It, it, it's just like cozy, beachy, happy vibes. And towards the end, every, everyone was happy by the end. So yeah, happy place. The most frustrating book I read in 2023 I did think on this one. I think I'm going to say Love Rosie only for the fact that it is the slowest fucking burn in the history of slow burns. And I love a good slow burn. Okay, like bring back slow burns. I feel like there's not enough good ones now. This one, however, it, it, was, it was a lot. It killed me. I just wanted to yell at them. Every single time something happened to where they weren't together or somebody fucked up, somebody did this, it was so frustrating. I loved it. It was so frustrating. The best adaptation of the year, hands down, 
is Daisy Jones and the Six. Everything about it was perfect. Like, I don't, I have no notes. I, I like just thinking about it. I can't. Everything about it was perfect. I want to rewatch it a million thousand times. And I guess I will say, I was also going to add The Summer I Turned Pretty. Then I realized it came out, it first came out last year. But season two came out this year. So I guess I can still add that. Season two was... I'll say it was great. It was great every time Jeremiah was not on screen. Anyway, that's a rant for a different day. I just got this thought in my head. What if I did like a comparison uh, between the book and the show of The Summer I Turned Pretty and talk about all... Just rant about Jeremiah, basically. Should I do that? Maybe. Anyway, a book that I haven't stopped talking, no, thinking about, a book I haven't stopped thinking about, also Daisy Jones and the Six. Like, I don't know what else to say. Also, I think just all of my five-star reads, like we got Happy Place in there, we got, ooh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. We have, again, none of this is true because I still, do. I think about that book every day. I still don't know if what I read was true. I don't know anything and I want to know everything. Yeah, I think about that one a lot. An unpopular book that I loved. I had to think on this because I don't think I really read any unpopular ones per se. One that I already mentioned was the only one left. It wasn't unpopular by any means, but it definitely had polarizing opinions. You either loved it or hated it, I feel. So maybe in that sense, but I don't know. I feel like I read... If books aren't unpopular to me, unless... A lot of people don't like the book for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. What What is your definition of an unpopular book? Because I haven't really thought about it until now. My reading goal reflection and my 2024 reading goal. So my... Reading goal for this year, I picked 50 books because I thought it was a nice little number. It's half of 100. I went over my goal last year. I think I had it at like 40 something. I don't know. So I just felt like 50 was a realistic number. I'm on book number 48 right now. Like I said, betting on you. So unless something crazy happens, I should be reaching my goal. And... I'll admit, it feels really good, even though, you know, your goals and reading challenge and all that shouldn't be everything. It feels really good to 
to complete it. So I think for 2024, I'm going to stick with that number, stick with 50. If I go over, hell yeah. If I don't make it, it's okay. Because that leads us into our last question. I know, this has been a journey. So after 2023 reading, what am I prioritizing in 2024 reading-wise? And I think going off of the, the goals situation, I think I just, I want to read more of what I want to read and not focus so much on what is popular on Bookstagram, Booktube. Like, I I feel like I am pretty good at that already and I end up enjoying, like, what's popular on Bookstagram is usually, a, usually books that I know I'll enjoy. But sometimes I feel that I do get a little caught up in it, like, just, oh, I got to read this. I have to read that. So I feel like maybe I just need to remind myself more that the goal that I set for myself, it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be a crazy Monica Geller competition, even though I am very competitive with myself. It's supposed to be fun and it's okay if you don't get to it or if you don't read all of the popular books or, you know, it just read. That is what I'm prioritizing next year. So, yeah, those were all the questions. Tell me what you're prioritizing for your reading next year. Yeah. Anyway, never know how to end this. Still don't know how to end this. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Bye.